0: In 2020, it looks a lot different than it looked in 2018.
1: President Trump was sent here to smash conventional norms. In a sense, Bernie Sanders has already won.
0: This is Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2.
2: The world has just hit one million coronavirus infections. This is Vice President Mike Pence says more than 100,000 Americans have been tested daily, daily for the virus and the latest impact on jobless claims. We're going to dive into the economic reality that is now suddenly facing the world. Mortgage defaults could pile up at a pace that dwarfs 2008. Ed DeMarco is going to call in. He's the former acting director of FHFA, so we'll talk to him. And uh, we're still on standby for President Trump's daily coronavirus task force. Briefing, so a lot to get through. C- Congressman, did you, did you guys ever hear of Congressman Roger Marshall? He's a Republican from Kansas. He represents the 1st Congressional District. He's actually an MD uh, in a rural district in Kansas. He's going to kick off the show for us, Congressman Roger Marshall. So he can offer a political perspective and a medical perspective. And again, we'll get Ed DeMarco to weigh in on housing as well. U.S. jobless claims soared to a once unthinkable record of $6.65 million. Uh, This by my colleague on the Bloomberg Terminal, Katia Dmitrieva. Quote, the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits soared to a record 6.65 million last week, a level unimaginable just a month ago. Remember that pre-pandemic when the world was a simpler, simpler place? Congressman Roger Marshall is a Republican from Kansas. He's also an MD. Uh, Congressman, I'm I'm so grateful for you to come on the program tonight to be able to navigate through all of the questions I have on – on the medical issues and, of course, on the economic issues. But, I, I mean, I, I hate to ask you such a depressing question f- to lead things off, but 6.65 million people filing for unemployment last week. I, I don't even know how to ask this, but when can we get out of this in two months? I mean, when when is – give me a light at the end of the tunnel, please.
1: The infection is going to get worse for another month, and then we're start going to start getting better. But by June, we're going to get folks back to work, uh, and guess what? We have a new antibody test out there that's going to show a lot of us have already had this infection, and those people can get back to work sooner and get it out there on the front side of this. So just remember, the number one thing we can do to help us through this economy is to take care of people's health. So as a physician and a congressman, that's what I wake up in the morning and I go to bed thinking about is How can I minimize the impact of this virus on the health of Kansas? <laughs> And, and get us back to work sooner. We're going to
2: get through this. We've, we've had tougher days. I don't know. These days are pretty tough. Congressman Roger sure. Marshall, Republican from Kansas. I, I mean, I do know we're going to get through this. Sorry. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm yeah, all right, listen, you said something that's interesting that I want, to, I want to follow up on. You said that there's a new antibody test. I, I don't even know what that means. So can you, in very plain speak terms, explain yeah. to me what that means, what the status of that test is, and then we'll go from there. So go ahead.
1: Right. So the current testing right now is shows that you have the virus. They do. They swab your throat, and they can find the, the RNA on it and say that it's in your throat right now. But this, but once you have the virus, you start building antibodies to it. First you have uh, an IgM and then an IgG antibody. So with all these undiagnosed viruses that have been running around the past two or three months, I think a lot of us have had this already, and now we could prove it. So the FDA this week on a fast track uh, has approved a couple of these antibody tests, and on Monday some labs will start doing it. So it's no longer an active infection, but it says that you've had it sometime in the past, and you should be immune to it at least for several months, if not forever.
2: So one of the questions, Congressman, that I have, that my friends have when we talk about this, is if you get COVID-19 and then you beat it, does the medical research and does the medical community say that you can't get it again? Or what is, like, I, I, there's so many, that's, that's the question that I have.
1: Yep. I, I think the latest data would say that your immunity could wear off and next fall or next winter you could get it again. But the chances are that you have, a, that at least you won't have as bad of a reaction to it, that your body's seen it once before and can fight it better. But the big news is we're going to have vaccines for this uh, by the end of the year. And I think even your newscast are just talking about it. Yeah. Vaccines. So many people are worried about, well, what about next winter? What about next year? You know, let's stay focused as best we can on getting through the, the crisis at hand.
2: OK. Congressman Roger Marshall's on the line. Uh, he represents a rural district in Kansas. He's a Republican. Uh, Congressman, one of the. Another thread that has developed over the last several days is is how important it is to protect our farmers from this crisis because we rely on them so much in our supply chains, especially right now at the grocery stores. What are you doing to make sure that farmers are protected from COVID-19? Yeah,
1: Well, fortunately, farmers kind of practice social isolation to begin with. (laughs) We sometimes go through a whole day and don't see another soul except our wife and kids. So I think that... uh, you know, is, is, is empowering them with, with telemedicine so that they don't have to drive to a big city if they have a health care. So more and more telemedicine opportunities. Uh, what can they get done there locally? Because most of the communities themselves are safe. Um, very few, uh, you know, little, little splinters of the vaccine out in the country as well. Uh, so, so those are the best things that we can do. And, of course, encourage them to do the same thing that, that we're telling everybody. You know, wash your hands if you're sick, stay home. We've already closed down the schools. We have pretty much a shelter in place, except for the essential people out working. So, fortunately, they're a pretty good group to start with.
2: All right, as we as we pivot toward uh, uh, economic stimulus four, what are what are some of the items in economic stimulus four that you're going to be pushing for?
1: Well, I, I got to tell you, Kevin, I think. We all need to take a breath here, and I'm going to pivot back to say the most important thing I can do for the economy is to keep Americans healthy, and I think we need to stick with that. We just unrolled a, a phase three, a $2 trillion phase three plan, and I think there's lots of plans, that there's several plans that can get us through this, but to me it's execution. I think we need to keep our eye on the ball and execute the plan we've got going right now. Uh, you know, like tomorrow morning, the SBA is going to lo- uh, roll out their um, their their protection plan for, for wages. So I think we need to stay focused on that and kind of see where, where this all is in two or three weeks from now. So I'm in, in favor of just catching our breath here, focusing on our health.
2: Are you in favor of reopening parts of the country or zones of the country? I've been talking with people all week uh, on background uh, on both sides of the aisle who are suggesting that once potentially – we peak, that it might be in the economic interest and then in the health interest to reopen maybe portions of the country?
1: You know, a- absolutely. I think that sounds reasonable. New York's peak is going to be about two weeks from now. Kansas' peak is going to be a month from now. So New York should be able to get back to work in two weeks. I really hope that they, you know, the people kind of stick home, stay close to their communities. But when I say open it up, open it up to work. I think that's what we need to be focused on right now is when can people get back to work. So I would think, you know, for Kansas, it's going to be uh, June when, when we can get back to work. I hope folks in New York maybe are, are back, going back to work in the, the middle of May. So uh, the, the local numbers should drive it. But we, what we have to be careful of is someone, uh, you know, a state that's kind of lagging, goes back and infects somebody yeah. that we thought it was over
2: with. All right. Congressman Roger Marshall, a Republican from Kansas, a doctor, as well as the lawmaker. Thank you so, so much for checking in. Thanks for telling me about that test. Coming up at DeMarco on housing, I'm Kevin Cirilli. You're listening to Bloomberg 991.
0: You're listening to Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2.
2: I was uh, checking back with my mom back in Delco just this afternoon. She said, Kev, you got to get yourself into a routine. I said, what's the routine? You wake up, you can't go anywhere, everything's closed. She said, snap out of it. And then she said, don't snap out of it, snap into it. I said, "All right, all right. I'm going to try to get myself into a routine. How's everybody else doing with their routines? It's just been a complete, you know, we're in this whipsaw of a reality check. Did you see this in Forbes? I was reading Forbes today. At Lisa Shamoff in Forbes: The Hamptons is seeing high demand for off-season rentals." Due to the coronavirus, it's almost as annoying as all those celebrities singing Imagine. As New Yorkers expect to stay home through at least April as COVID-19 cases climb, real estate agents on the east end of Long Island say they're seeing unprecedented off-season interest in home rentals. Reading from Forbes, there's been a tremendous increase in the amount of activity in the last two to three weeks. Challenges remain as agents aren't allowed to show properties in person, and there is concern that New York's 90-day moratorium on residential evictions will allow renters to overstay their Welcome. So they're going to the Hamptons to to hide out. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and Bloomberg Radio. We are officially on standby for the president's daily coronavirus task force briefing. Of course, you can listen to that in its entirety here on Bloomberg 99.1. Ed DeMarco is on the line. He knows a thing or two about (laughs) about housing. He's the former acting director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA. Of course, that's the conservator for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, Ed, thanks so much for joining us. i got to be honest, you hear how the wealthy are going off to the Hamptons, but I'm nervous about everyone else who can't afford to pay rent during this time. What should we be doing?
3: Yeah, Kevin, uh, you and me both. Um, uh, Certainly for the rest of the country, this is a perilous time with regard to paying your rent or paying your mortgage. So look for um, i 'd like to let me start with homeowners right, right. Uh, because this is this is something that uh, that 's high of mind uh, for a lot of people you know is what sort of assistance is going to be made available to homeowners and when's it you know when so how do we get that so let's let 's start with this let 's put homeowners into two groups, so group one are the homeowners. Who continue to work or otherwise have not suffered a financial hardship as a result of this national emergency. So those homeowners, we expect them, keep paying your mortgage. and That's really important. If you can pay your mortgage, please pay your mortgage. We've got limited resources to help those who can't, which gets us to group two. Group two are those families that have suffered a financial hardship as a result of this emergency. And what I, my message is for those families, help is available today. And the borrower, the customer here, needs to make one crucial step, which is contact your mortgage servicer. Do it by phone, do it via their website, or whatever other tools the servicer's made available. Inform them that you have a COVID-19-related financial hardship and ask them about payment forbearance. And to be clear, just who is your mortgage servicer? That's the company you send your mortgage payment to each month. So borrowers facing a hardship, most of them are legally eligible to get up to six months of payment forbearance.
0: The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg.